यू सी एनी फीमेल कॉमिक्स कॉमेंट सेक्शन लड़कियों को कॉमेडी करना ही नहीं चाहिए इसीलिए तो लड़कियों को कॉमेडी नहीं करना चाहिए अरे आई मीन नॉट दैट नन ऑफ देम केयर यू नो दे आर देर because they want to be who they are you know up until recently at least hmm. um i've seen that there was a lot of reliance on profanities uh you know kind of swearing a lot yeah. on on making very stereotypical jokes about men and women and relationships are we finally moving on from that or is that still very true no no it is there but also like what is the new twist you can add to the same thing is what will make it probably make things funny Hello and welcome to another episode of the Iconic Women podcast. Mark Twain once said that humor is mankind's greatest blessing. But I can't imagine that putting yourself out there as a comic is no easy task. My guest today however makes it look like absolute cakewalk. A stand-up comic and improviser, a digital content creator and a radio jockey. She wears several hats with equal ease and I guarantee that you're going to have several lol moments. So let's jump right in. and discover what makes sonu venugopal so hilarious hi sonu hi how are you i'm good thank you welcome to the iconic women podcast thank you thank you so much for having me super 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 looking forward to this conversation same here yeah <laughs> so the last time we met hmm. was a couple of years ago Yeah. Um at TEDx. Yeah. So since then what has the journey been like? That's the only TEDx talk I have done. <laughs> If that's No, I mean like the No, journey. no, I'm just saying uh apart from uh, uh as in I don't know how I uh in fact this is the time when I'm actually uh you know going back and thinking what has happened because i am i am always somebody who is like you know okay what next what next i very rarely look back and think what journey has been um also what i've uh, realized is that you know you start with like a big plan and it doesn't really um happen immediately so i think when we met last time uh, i wanted obviously to i was doing stand up but i did want to do stand up across uh, india in different cities and because i'm yeah. a regional comic right i right. do my stand up comedy in kannada uh, there was a slight kid of doing it abroad also like let's see how it goes and that happened um, so we had a show in london uh, ireland and uh, uh, birmingham in october and now like suddenly now new things have opened up so that's how the journey has been amazing yeah so i'm i'm excited you know yeah. i'm excited to try new things and For see sure. what works what does it awesome but tell me something first yeah. um what is it with engineers mm. and you're an engineer right mm. by training mm. what is it with engineers who want to do everything but engineering like pranic healing baking stand up comedy yeah. what, what is it with you guys i have always felt that being an engineer helps you to uh, be very systematic and methodical with things you know you do have a scientific bent of mind you do have like you know how do i look at it differently or you know and and the crux of every engineer is jugad na matlab if one thing is not there how do you do with thing that is available to you so i think that's also kind of engineering and then engineering college stories make for great materials for stand up yeah because so, that that seems to be every engineer's favorite pivot yeah stand up comedy yeah it's fun na i mean uh, i mean the thing is that i was not 
very passionate about being an engineer to be very honest you know i would have been uh, you know working somewhere and have had a happy life also you know so why did you decide to study engineer um because i didn't know any better you know mm-hmm. i was not very clear as to what i wanted to do yeah. and because uh, i was good at studies i'm like sab log yahi kare to kar hi lete hain matlab mm-hmm. what is what is what am i going to lose yeah. you know doctor i didn't want to become that i was very clear. were these the only two options because you no, no. mentioned doctor and then you've compared that to no, engineering uh, being a lawyer was also an oh, option okay. for me uh, because my mom was like you know so much you argue with us you become a lawyer she used to say this na so i was like oh, but then what happened was after 10 because i was inclined i liked studying physics and maths so i didn't think of considering arts i don't think my parents would have had a problem with it or anything but i don't know why i thought i'll be an engineer only but then later i realized that nahi nahi ye to thoda is not uh, fun <laughs> as i thought <laughs> so i was like okay khatam kar lete hain because i didn't want to drop out Hmm. then that's a huge risk you are taking and uh, so sure. i was like we'll finish it then we'll see what we'll do but but if i can take you back a little bit hmm. what was childhood like what was life like growing up where were you by the way were you always in bangalore no no i wasn't um, i was born in dharwad in north karnataka i grew up with my grandparents for first 5 years because my father had a transferable job and he was posted to a place that didn't have a cbse school hmm. so my mom was like state mein padhegi to she'll So I was a good student. So she's like, if she studies state syllabus, then so she will know that she's the best. So let her, let us put her through some kind of grill. So CBSE. Okay. Um. But I enjoyed. I my childhood was very happy. I was a very bossy kid. I don't think I was a bully. I don't think so. But I was like, you know, I'm very good. So don't mess with me. <laughs> I was like that. Uh. But I was also very um competitive. I was like, I want to be good at. everything matlab i knew i was so bad at sports but it never stopped me from participating you know like is but try kar hi lete but then you know later life happens then you know that you can't be good at everything then you have to select what you want to be good at but i i enjoy not being good at certain things also now it doesn't stop me from it's okay. not enjoying yeah it's okay and is sports one of those yeah yeah of course uh, sports is one of those dance is one of those in my head i think i'm like super dancer okay but i'm not <laughs> were you always you said you were bold and you know you yeah. said you were pretty fearless yeah. as a kid yeah were you always confident did you grow up like a confident teenager young adult etc full full confidence okay mm-hmm. till 12th standard full confident no not till 12th actually till 10th 10th so i was very confident then 11th 12th but i think what happened when i was in college was also a lot of how i felt about me because mm-hmm. you know that's the time when girls start dressing up um I didn't feel like dressing up, but I wanted boys to be crazy about me. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? Very, very stupid thing to say, but and it's not that I wanted to fall in. I just wanted to reject boys. Okay. I'm like, gee, you are so not. You are not. How could you? How do you dare to even approach like that? I wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't happen. I was very upset. What is this? There are not even one proposal is coming. What is this? Yeah. I said so I don't. I don't get to reject. I don't them. get to reject them only. Yeah. They are not even considering me. How yeah. sad is that? So, uh, but, but on the serious note, वो थोड़ा it happened like little confidence went low mm. because uh, results in my twelfth grade were not as per what I thought. So you know, then you go a downhill. 
देन यू नो एंड ऑल्सो लाइक यू नो आई शोड अ लॉट ऑफ प्रॉमिस ना एज अ एज अ टीन एजर की मतलब शी इज गोइंग टू तो मतलब शी इज गोइंग टू डू समथिंग क्रेजी देन आई एंड अप डूइंग इंजीनियरिंग फ्रॉम अ रेगुलर लोकल कॉलेज लाइक वाई वाई हाउ डिड वाई एम आई नॉट एबल टू लाइक यू नो दैट एंड दिस इज सो डिफरेंट you know what i yeah. imagined and what actually was happening was very different sure. so that also led to a little bit of low self esteem low self confidence but then i used to mask it very well mm-hmm. but i if i go back in time to i was uh, very underconfident i was very those four five years so what was your first job right out of engineering college that kind of helped me get me back to me you know so what happened was my i had gotten a job but there was a 6 month break so what do we do in this 6 months i joined an ngo called parikrama mm-hmm. i joined as a teacher so i used to teach kids who are like 10 12 mm-hmm. the day i went uh, kids already liked me like i had not even taken a class they already liked me because i looked different from other teachers i was not wearing like a salwar kameez or a sari and i went in whatever my jeans and boys t-shirt and they were like oh like she is a teacher you know <laughs> like that and then it was fun for me because i got to interact with kids from underprivileged backgrounds and they had such a tough life mm-hmm. you know you know their 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 father was an alcoholic mother yeah. was in an abusive relationship so many things right and they used to come so happy to school every day mm-hmm. uh, so i went into that zone when i'm like you know are i have everything like you know my parents have been so supportive my yeah. extended family is so you know loving i've got good friends why am i like you know feeling inadequate mm. you know i should feel happy i should feel blessed that i have this life so that was a game changer for me you know um i just became so positive and so confident and i basically came back to who i was minus the bossy thing because now i was like you know you that's not a nice thing to be mm-hmm. uh so that changed my life a lot and those kids i still like you know thank those kids every day because they something in me changed because of them mm. um and uh i think that was the beginning to lot of things that followed after that for sure were you um were you always the the kid that made your friends and family laugh i don't remember exactly but i was always very observant of people around me and i used to mimic uh, and i had a very uh, mean sense of humor like i had a teacher who was not very tall and every summer vacation somehow i used to find ways to go and stand next to her to see how much i have grown <laughs> you know kuch to then like you know then i used to come home and tell you know i am taller than ma'am you know like that i had a very mean sense of humor but back then to you can't think na i'll be a comedian what was my reference johnny lever was my reference sure and he was great he was great but i didn't see any woman do it na yeah i used to enjoy johnny lever but i never thought ki matlab this is what i will be doing yeah you know it's like <laughs> no i'm just asking because you said you know like um a good liar is also a good storyteller and you're still a good storyteller yeah. so no, lying, like that's what i'm saying like you know it depends when you are lying yeah, sure. you know yeah uh, don't lie to your partners don't lie to your parents that those are basic things right okay and who cares yeah there's a lie and there's a lie there's a lie yes there's a lie and there's a lie <laughs> exactly but you know what i what i see today hmm. is a super confident person yeah. not afraid to put herself out there but you went through this stage of like 
having some kind of a confidence deficit right yeah 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 um so how how did you bridge that what what was it that that has put you here today i have to tell you this even when i started stand up uh, a year before that i was so scared to tell that i want to do stand up बिकॉज आई वॉज स्केट दैट पीपल विल से अरे यू यू वॉन्ट टू डू स्टैंड लाइक उसके लिए तो बहुत काम करना पड़ता है बहुत लिखना पड़ता है एंड ऑल ऑफ दैट सो आई वॉज लाइक होम डू आई टेल यू नो एंड द ओनली पर्सन हुम आई टोल्ड दैट आई वॉन्ट टू बी अ स्टैंड अप कॉमिक वॉज माई हजबेंड एंड फ्रॉम द टाइम ही गॉट टू नो अबाउट इट ही वॉज ऑलवेज लाइक प्लीज गो गो ओपन माई किू नो ही वॉज एट इट एंड फाइनली समबडी अप्रोच्ड मी saying you know we are comedy producers in fact uh, they still produce comedy and one of them still works with me uh, they said like you know you should try i'm like okay if somebody external who's not in love with me like my husband is in love with me so he'll say like you to can do anything yeah. but somebody it's coming from a source that doesn't know me personally they are like you should try i was like okay yes you know if they are saying that i should try i will try so i started and back then like I was not confident to go and like you know put myself out there because at the end of the day stand up comedy is telling about your life you know we are making fun of things that have happened to us yeah uh, so I was very underconfident you know I used to walk on stage but then I had learned the art of looking very confident mm-hmm. you know what I mean uh, but also there were other things that happened like I started doing improv that made me very comfortable with the stage so that added and then eventually with every show the confident uh, me started coming out you know i was like okay i'm 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 reaching there i'm reaching there i'm reaching mm. there and now finally and this was something that i always desired was that uh they say you know any comic you ask they say that you know it's all about having fun on stage mm. and when they used to say that i'm like what is having fun you're so stressed you're worried if your jokes are going to work or not yeah. what is what is having fun on stage after a very very long time i started i have started having fun on stage mm. you know i walk up like i am going to have fun i i am going to have fun and it's going to translate uh with the audience as well and then we both will have fun so i don't yeah. walk on stage to impress them i don't walk on stage to you know uh do anything but i just want to have fun i want to have fun i want to walk around i want to talk to people i want to try something new because you know when you let yourself free that's when magic happens mm. uh, initially i used to be so scared to talk to people who are coming to my show you know yeah. because i'm like inse baat kar liya to i will lose track of what i'm going to say but now i am like you know i i'm really enjoying it now you go with the flow i go with more. the flow and also uh, i'm like theek hai ek jo kaam nahi kar liya to what is going to happen mm. you know who's going to die nobody na mm. see that's the worst you know if it is a matter of somebody's life and death then you can't do all this yeah who is what is going to happen they will say that you know ha yaar ye joke kaam nahi kiya or the maximum they'll say she is not so funny also so no it doesn't matter if you don't find me funny it's okay no problem yeah. somebody will and when nobody does then we'll look for something else to do no that's what i'm saying so now i'm like you know i will have fun that's the goal so what what was it that that first you know like you said that moment when you decided you wanted to be a stand up comic yeah so what was it that made you take that decision or like get that very strong feeling that this is what i want to do it started at a very uh, i'll tell you it's a very random thing there was a zara sweater that i wanted okay it was very expensive okay then my husband he uh, he 
like you know blackmailed me he's like you go attend this open mic this sweater i will buy okay for that sweater i wrote jokes and i went and performed hmm then i was so scared obviously and then but people were very kind because they were like she's doing it for the first time and she did it so well so that was the thing so you That's wrote a, i wrote um, yeah yeah we, we, we write jokes you have to write yeah. jokes but but how did you when as someone who had never done this before yeah how did you go through that process of of thinking it through writing it slash scripting it and then kind of stringing those together and performing it it doesn't happen the first time right you know you just write you go with one random thing then after that i started watching lot of comedy i started seeing what people's styles are um you know what are the things how do they bring it together i watch so much comedy i can't even tell you uh, for almost like one and a half years then i started writing uh obviously now when i go back to my old jokes i'm like chi what is this you have written mm. and that's how it should be actually it should be, yeah. you know so now now it's like a constant uh, process it's mm. a work in progress um like for example i might get a premise as i'm speaking to you i quickly go i make a note of it then wo rehta hai it's always there at your in in your uh, you know uh, ram mm. you know then whenever you find something else that might connect this then you bring this out and you connect it so it's a continuous process and i wanted to reach that place where it becomes a norm where you don't sit nay nay today i'm going to sit and write jokes huh, no yeah. it's a it's a everyday thing it's so a it just becomes part of part of yes, you yes, are and yes. how you live yes so uh, i might just start writing when i am in cab you know going somewhere i'll get some idea i'll write then so it's a continuous process you don't you can't get a dedicated time ki i will sit 2 to 4 and then i will write no it doesn't happen like that it whenever it comes you have to be ready and now with technology it's not like you need a pen and a paper you can always like you know quickly note down what you want to do and or voice note yourself yeah. or like you know multiple ways of doing things like for example if i meet somebody who has a a, 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 a certain way of saying things like some somebody who is uh, very like you know even the simplest of the things they say like you know it happened like today i made idli it's a very simple thing but they'll talk like that but i will not put it like that i'll put it with something that is even more absurd and you you'll know, change the context i'll take i'll change the context i'll change the context because see also at the end of the day these are the people i'll meet again they should not feel that i'm targeting them then they'll they'll also feel like i i don't want to open up to her they'll stop being themselves around me yeah. so it has to be done in a very nice way and then you know taking notes from th- something and also i think um so far a uh, maximum of my material is coming from my own uh, experience about various things like you know what i'm writing right now is coming a lot from my childhood uh you know in hindsight what i'm feeling about certain instances of my life that's right. what the next material is all about so it is and you don't know when it is going to come it's weird to say like right. you know you you can't plan what i'm going to write about and then write it comes to you then you stitch it uh, stitch it together and then you see like you know yahan se nikal ke yahan pe dale yahan so it's a lot of permutation combination then you go you hit open mics then you try you can't try it with like 100 people at once first you try it with 20 people see what the response is then you rework on your jokes so it's a process it's a continuous process of writing performing editing then performing again so so some of it is observation and things that happen around you yeah uh 
and some of it is memory and then some of it is just kind of taking all of these things out of context and then and making then, your own story yes, out of that. Yes, yes, yes. Like, so there's a lot of going on, things going on in my head. Like, you know, and uh, so it's a mixture of everything. I don't like to put myself under pressure ki you have to think in this, this direction only. You cannot, it's not like a book, you know, where yeah. you plan this whole thing. It Things will start opening up as and when you write. Mm. Um, and everybody has a premise, I feel. Like, you know, you don't have to be a comic. You can, you will have multiple instances. But then how do you make it funny? Then how do you make it uh, to a level where the person who's listening to you feels that, yes, you know, this is funny. Oh, yes, this has happened to me. Oh, yes, this is relatable. So there are various parameters. So you have to just let the thoughts flow first. Then see what happens. You know, up until recently at least, <clears throat> um, I've seen that there was a lot of reliance on profanities, uh, you know, kind of swearing a lot, yeah. on on making very stereotypical jokes about men and women and relationships. Are we finally moving on from that or is that still very trendy? No, no, it is there. But also like what is the new twist you can add to the same thing is what will make it probably make things funny. But uh, I think stereotype, being a stereotype is a starting point for other things. Hmm. So hopefully we grow from that, you know. And are we? Uh, depends on the comic, na. I mean, I don't know. See... Thinking of stereotypes is the lowest hanging fruit. Right. But to reach to the highest whatever fruit, you have to start from low. So I think that's what I say. When I see my initial jokes, I'm like, not so good also. Now I'm happy with what I'm writing. But I think, I hope that I'm not happy with the, what I've written this year, two years from now. Yeah. Because I'll feel that, you know, I have evolved as a, writer as a comic so profanity also I don't know man I mean if you are comfortable if you're owning up to those cuss words then I don't know but if you are saying it just for the heck of it to make a statement then yeah. I don't know um, my radio background stops me from cussing the minute I see a mic mm -hmm. otherwise I do it's not that I don't yeah. but mm -hmm. not like not like as a you know out of control type but sometimes you know you you do use a little here and there. But yeah. uh, uh, that background also stopped me from using. And I think if I use uh, profanity on stage, I won't be good at it. Mm. I'll be very uncomfortable using sure. it. And then you will see me twitch. You will see some intestines curling up inside and all of that. So when you can't do justice to it, then don't do it. Hmm. But having said that, don't I enjoy uh, that kind of comment? In the sense, there has to be a context. Uh, I don't enjoy talking about somebody talking about genitals on on stage. Hmm. You know, like I'm. It's it's not my side. It's, uh, it's not my type of comedy. But then, beach beach me if you're using some random cuss words, and if it is helping you to say what you're trying to say, then I'm like, okay, sure. yes, uh, you know, it's okay. But the best comics they say don't use profanity really? uh, yeah yeah you know so there is a there is an interview with Steve Martin and he says that you know every time you decide to use a cuss word think if it is absolutely necessary if it is not then probably it is not the place for it some comedians are great at working the crowd and kind of engaging the audience in yeah. that way but but is is crowd work something that you do when your script runs a bit thin is is some of it pre-planned 
is or is all of it improv like how does it actually work so uh, crowd work is always a hit and miss hmm sometimes you you strike gold sometimes yeah not always and crowd work ko if you take it out of context na it won't be funny at all like for example if you are part of the audience you will have fun hmm. but if i take the same clip and put it online it won't be as funny as it was when right. you were performing yeah yeah um it's a different form of art for sure it does require you to think on your feet and then you know be aware of things because you know if you ask somebody like you know what do you do or he or she says something that is completely alien to you uh, you will still have to make something out of something mm. that you don't know of so it's a great skill for sure um i do some crowd work shows but that is also to put some material on my uh instagram so that people know that i do stand up comedy also because what i am performing right now is a full once one one and a half hour show which is completely scripted which is completely scripted i have written the jokes but if i take out uh any of those jokes and put it online then the whole show will get affected because once you put something online you don't ideally do those same jokes again hmm. you know once it is out on the internet it is over so that is why i'm not touching that material that i already have because right. you know it's 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 come out the way i intended it to and i don't want to remove so crowd work is something that it's a completely different format yeah mm. you know um and um, i enjoy it sometimes but i do feel that uh, it's also laziness who is it having having said that because <clears throat> i mean i have given you my reason why i'm not putting out my sure, material yeah. a stand up comedian actually is a writer first mm. these are the uh, these are the parallel formats that have developed over the years so for me crowd work is not like the purest form True. of stand up it is okay once in a while if you do it and one and you have a reason to do it you know sometimes what happens because crowd work kaam kar raha hai people stop writing that should not happen right parallelly you 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 are a you are a writer na so keep writing and then see how you are good with crowd but uh, when i did when i started doing crowd work shows it actually helped me to break that ice with audience because initially i used to just go on stage and perform and then come back i never used to interact with the audience because sometimes you know your audience is a little uh, active they want to talk mm-hmm. while you are performing so you need to know like you know how to handle that because they have you cannot of course insult them that's not the nice thing to do and also crowd work also is like you know are you insulting them or are you having fun with them mm-hmm. again two things because offense so is everybody takes offense for something or the other but just don't rub them off in a wrong way mm-hmm. if they've they've paid like whatever amount of money to watch you not to come there and get insulted and feel shitty about their yeah. job you know that's not i can say shitty right of course okay Okay. As long as you own it, I am owning it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like up until the nineties, one always saw these comedians, right? Like in in Bollywood films, yeah. and I'm sure it's the equivalent for like Tamil or Kannada yes, cinema as well. Yes. Um, and there was always they had this um, uh, like there was even a special soundtrack when that comedian came on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 And and suddenly I just see a huge dip in in like a typical quote unquote. Yeah. stereotypical comedian in movies yeah. uh why do you think that is because i think 
a single person, if you look at it realistically, can have other things also. Like if a stand-up com comedian need not be funny all the time. There are times when we are talking serious things also, right? So I think if you are a person, then you will have all those qualities. And the more we are inching towards realistic storytelling and realism in films, I think that track of a comedy actor is like going. But having said that, if you see Rohit Shetty films, there is still somebody who is doing that comedy ka track and all of that. But uh, <clears throat> it's not completely gone, I think, in Kannada or Tamil films. There are still... I mean, they call me to be a comedy track uh, actor now. Sometimes I meet comics hmm. who on on Instagram, on, on YouTube or, you know, even live are... They're, they're pretty funny. They're great. Yeah. And then you meet them just behind the scenes or in a different context, like in a store or something. Yeah. And they're, they're really serious. You yeah. know? And and for me, I, I don't know, like a super layman point of view, of course. But for me, the, the first thought is always like, isn't funniness something that you just have and you're born with? Or can you just like switch it off and on? Really? How can I be funny all the time? I don't put that pressure on myself. I don't. Because I'll tell you, because... Recently, I've, I've started doing uh, uh, movie interviews for Film Companion, okay? And everybody who is um, meeting me after that, you know, we are expecting some fun interviews. No, man, I don't want to talk about their film. I mean, I don't want to do something fun, fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I'm just saying that uh, there is a time when you push the funny out. Sometimes it can be subdued and it can be hidden also. If something comes to your mind, then... No comic will stop from saying it. You yeah. know, if something funny comes to mind, But, uh, I, feel, I feel when I talk to comics also, some of the good comics I speak to, sometimes I feel I am more funny than you. But no, it's not true. They are more funny than me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it depends on how... Uh, good are you at holding the conversation and uh, what are the things you're talking about? You know, we don't talk about jokes all the time. We might be talking about, uh, you know, something that is very serious. We might be talking about the war that is happening. Uh, of course, now a comic's job is to find uh, jokes in that thing also, which we do. But uh, when we are meeting somebody for the first time, you can't really bombard them with jokes. You know, might be they they just want to say hi to you and just take a picture and move on. And also like, you know, why tell jokes when people can pay and listen to your jokes? <laughs> why make it like so free. free? And I'm sure you get asked this one a lot. But is, is stand-up comedy still a man's world or is that changing? You have to tell me there are a lot of uh, female comics. Uh, the thing is that uh, traditionally to women never came out, na. But then if you see, who is more funny in your family? Is it the women or the men? I have to only seen grumpy men in my family. <laughs> oh, seriously. I have seen women with more colors and, you know, with more, uh, you know, animated conversations and observation skills and all of that. So because traditionally women were not like allowed to go out and speak, men took over. But now it's not the case. But then, then they always say like, you know, women are never funny and all of that. I don't believe in that. 
anybody can be funny is that a stereotype it is a stereotype it is a stereotype aap you see any female comics comment section ladkiyon ko comedy karna hi nahi chahiye isiliye to ladkiyon ko comedy nahi karna chahiye are i mean not that none of them care of course you know they are there yeah. because they want to be who they are but i'm saying like you know so then then why did men enter uh, the uh, cooking industry that was our job na why sanjeev kapoor became household name so i'm saying like you know these men can't claim all territories to be theirs okay this is man's world this is uh, no we'll figure out okay i mean i'm not saying that men are not funny at all of course men are funny some men are funny some are not some women are funny some are not that's fine so i mean we have to go past that that no this is this this is this i i don't believe i'm not felt that also to be very honest you know the industry has been obviously because we are talking about okay stand up comics are forward thinking people mm. that's when their joke will work you know uh, they have to be different that's when people would want to hear what they want to say so within the community you will not see uh, men saying yeah, female comics are, the, the male comics saying no sure. you will not see that you know you will definitely not see that it's only the outer world and who are these people they don't have a world view that's what i'm saying na you have never probably spoken to your mother you've never seen the funny side of her which is why you are saying this so i don't go by man is funny woman is funny you're funny you're funny anybody can be funny but i don't know i feel the pressure to look a certain way as a comic you want to talk about that yeah why not i mean um i mean this is this is a very internal conversation sometimes happens you know it's like you know are wo matlab itni funny nahi hai lekin cute hai to tickets bik jaye you know what i mean oh okay you know so it, it's like that so now my thing is that uh, the world knows i'm married to wo desire abhi now to na desire desirability is also gone Because I'm not going to like date anybody or anything. So whatever it is, you have to, you have to. I have to make my jokes even more funny, na. I have that pressure because my cuteness is not going to lead anywhere. You will see, I'm cute, but what will you do about it? I'm very happily married. I'm not going to go out for a coffee or anything. So I better make my jokes funny. I better because I have no other distractions. But it kind of helps when they have a presence on stage. It's not just for women, for men also. You know when they walk. I'm not talking about how they look. It could be anything, you know. But when you are on stage, presence is something that you need to work on. So, and that's something that you develop over the years, you know. You start as dressing up a certain way. Um I I dress up a certain way when I go for my shows okay I I wear whatever pants t-shirt and like a jacket because uh, I always feel like hat upar upar kar liya to destruction shouldn't happen then when I did my show in London I I wore a short dress I'm like because foreign jaate hai na my confidence level goes so high I'm like I don't care nobody knows me here I'll wear whatever I want <laughs> so I wore a very short dress and uh, my mostly yeah you going to wear this and go on stage i was like yeah i want to wear this and go on stage and uh, i did the show nobody cared i mean like you know but when i put it up on instagram 
I don't know from the this is some uh, some mystic palette will be there how I know what is <laughs> I don't know the gender but mostly it's a mix yeah it's okay, a mix okay. I think women like when I dress up uh, this is like hum nahi pehen rahe she's to wearing it on yeah. our behalf like that but men are like if you if you wear full dress you will get more audience are I'm not dancing there na they have to listen to me and what I wear that day is how I feel that day you know so uh, initially to i never used to think what i'm going to wear i used to wear whatever and go then slowly i started developing a style i was like this is what i like doing uh, you know i like doing this let us try doing this and all of that now i'm like you know i can wear anything and go on stage so it's it's a progress uh, so and i think men also go through that you know there have there have been so many male comics who feel that you know women come to their shows because they are cute you know it happens yeah i mean uh, let's be very honest you know they say like beauty skin deep and all of that okay maybe but then what you look also people get attracted to right i mean like if i say one aditya roy kapoor both of us will go wow he's so hot you know it is it is like that now we we don't care how skin deep is his uh, beauty i what i'm seeing outside is nice so i like him so a lot of uh, male comics also would go through it like you know women are coming to look at us and not what we have to say yaar nobody's listening to me only they are coming for my looks my drop dead gorgeous looks so i mean everybody has a different journey but you yes. know when you brought it up i would have thought you meant the other way around that if you look a little goofy huh. as in that's the way you you know sort of you know put yourself together huh. it helps with being a comic no not huh. at all okay not at all uh because uh, See, it's a, it's a. You're not a, you're not a clown, right? Didn't mean you, that. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You're not a clown. You are a comedian. Okay. Now, apart from being a comedian, what else are you? You can be a stylish comedian. You can be a cute comedian. You can be a hot comedian. You can be whatever. But at the end of the day, you are a comedian. And in this world, uh, personality sells. and a personality is a mixture of everything it's how you dress how you talk uh, you know uh, because i have seen r- people observing random things you know they're like that day in your show you were wearing those sneakers i'm like i don't know and i will not share these details because they are my sneakers i it will kill me if i see somebody with the same sneakers because i search hours together on internet here yeah, to find some statement pieces for myself yeah uh, so that's the and that's that takes time you know when i saw ali wong for the first time i was like wow i want to watch her not just listen to her i want to watch her also uh when you see uh, uh who else is very stylish on stage Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, no, I'm sure there are many other stylish. It goes along. Yeah, like you know, l- l- latest there's this one comic called Zainab. Uh, Zainab, uh, she released a, a stand-up special where she's wearing this red pants suit. She's looking drop dead gorgeous. Okay, so does it help? Yes, it does help. Sure. You know, I'll be very, uh, you know, idealistic to say that you know, तुम कैसे भी आ जाओ stage पे and feel still people will watch you. No, you're not Madhuri Dixit. You know, let's. So a little work has to go in in what you 
are presenting also yeah but be comfortable but you know make that count you know uh, veerdas is doing a tour where he's actually promoting local designers so wherever he's performing he's asking the local designers to get in touch so i'll wear what you have designed why does he need to do it because it's part of the package okay. everything is part of the package lot of people like you know feel like oh trevor no are so cute jokes kya bola pata nahi i so just go to watch him it's like that na so being being presentable is always it adds that extra edge for sure you have taken um kannada comedy mm. um and you've made that your thing yeah. and you've taken it as of this year to as of 2023 to an international stage yeah. right so when you go out of india mm. and you're doing kannada stand up yes, over yes, there yes so what kind of audiences do those shows attack uh, attract and is it also necessarily only kannada speaking people or like you said they don't even necessarily need to no, understand the language no not like that what i had in my audience was majorly kannadigas uh hopefully we reach a stage where you know they come but then for that it's a lot of work on from my part uh because see some language as much as it unites people it's also a barrier you know we always see some international films but we are always looking for that subtitle because uh the common language across the world is of course english uh so i don't have that kind of audience who will just come and watch me uh they have to understand what i'm speaking uh but uh, i mean these are baby steps you know um the fact that we did a ticketed show in in uh uk and we sold out itself means that there is an audience for every regional wow. uh, comic yeah uh, but then are you giving them worth uh, are you giving them like you know a good time worth the amount that you are charging them is it worth worth it for them to travel like 2 hours to come and see you because uh, london is like a huge city and from coming from one place to another can take you like hours together so these are the things that you need to uh, consider and work hard so that the package is great what they see is like yeah this was worth my time i would do this again i would spend my money on this comic again that's the challenge but right now as much as it is liberating for me to do kannada comedy uh, internationally i know that it has a limited set of audience um, i'm aware of it but uh, it's definitely not saturated it's it's not that i'm not going to get new audience anymore so it's a constant uh, you know uh struggle strategy work that goes in this might sound counterintuitive but does one have to understand a language in order to watch and enjoy comedy in that language so i'll tell you something okay i recently did a show in pune okay um and uh, in pune i had three four people who did not understand kannada as much they were dragged by their friends okay um, and uh, after the show got over they were like we loved it so then that's a revelation for me you know i yeah. assume that my my audience will be kannadigas mostly which they are but once in a while there are people from different states coming in like you know thank god for inter- interstate marriages like one of the spouses will get 
the other one like who does not understand kannada at all yeah. so i had this one couple who were like you know uh, my husband is from uh, bihar and uh, we always go to these uh, hindi comics shows and i was like no this time you have to watch a kannada comic and i got him and then i'm like i'm asking him like how did you find the show honestly tell me like mm-hmm. you know no i enjoyed it a lot so i think once you look beyond the language then you may be able to find the humor i don't know because i i can't know from their point of view whatever they say i'll take it seriously na yeah, yeah. so we'll have to see i mean you know hopefully more such people come and i always say this you know even if you don't know kannada just come once to see uh, understand things you know like you know um, and i think that's one step closer to getting into the culture of the city and you know um it's amazing like you know how you go to a place like vienna and watch the opera and like you know without having any background and here like you know are i don't know if i know the language that's true yeah, yeah. so so give it give it a chance yeah you can like it you may not like it also but that's okay give it a chance so you recently acted in achar and co yeah. right um and i think you were one of the nosy neighbors yes. if i'm not wrong yes yes yeah um so so what was what was your role all about and do you think that that movies could be one of your next big things i don't know i mean uh, achar happened when i was uh, i had just delivered and i didn't know if there could be anything that i could do apart from being a mom and pump yeah. milk and feed my child and you know what like you, you feel this is your life yeah na? i think we all go through that and too. and there's nothing wrong i was so comfortable like good life but what happens is then you know like you know your ambitions also come like what next she'll start growing then what do i do so it came at that point in time when i was not sure what i'm going to do mm-hmm. uh, i knew i was going to do stand up but i didn't know if i could scale it up you know you know you know how it is so uh, it came at that point in time i was very excited because uh, i had seen sindhu the director of the film who's now a very good friend of mine uh, in a couple of series and i was like oh and then uh, then she after my audition she told me so so me and kanan have written this film i'm like you and who it's like kanan gil i'm like he's my most favorite comic he's my most favorite comic okay you you wake me up in the middle of the night and like you know ask me who's your favorite comic is going to be kanan gil i love his writing i love uh, his quirk his his absurdness this is a complete style i love she said, so she said i uh, have written this film with kanan gil i was like what then first question if i do this film will he come for the premiere that was my first question because i wanted to meet him so did the film bug kind of bite you with achar and co no, was no, it no, before no. that as well so i loved movies okay i have lo- i have watched uh, so many movies while growing up my father was a bachchan fan so every week one film we used to watch <laughs> and then uh, then i i have loved amitabh bachchan okay because of my dad then i came into one sharukh phase where whatever sharukh does i love i still love sharukh khan i don't know if there is anybody better than him on screen like dude he is like 50 plus and i feel like i want to fall in love with you like every time he comes on screen i don't know how he does that you know so i i love movies but i never thought i'll be part of a film or whatever you know but now now more i want to be a storyteller so for that if films is an Uh, is an avenue then uh, why not true yeah if if a play is an avenue why not so i'm not restricting myself but uh, it's difficult uh, to do a film without a godfather or i have wow. to be very rich 
I don't have both. Money I mean, or you've Godfather. You've become a rocking stand-up comic without a Godfather. So then why can't you do a film without Because a the scene was very nascent. Because there was nobody. When I started doing Kannada stand-up comedy, there was no... There, there were a couple of them, but they were very old-school, traditional comics who were not this format. Na? Likke, perform, open mind. No, I was the first one. Now I'm not going to be the first one uh, writing for films, right? So it's a completely different ball game, man. You need to have somebody whom you know. Then you need to have somebody who will be, you'll be like, yes, yes, why not like that? But I'm also very comfortable in my life, now. I don't feel the need to do that. So we'll see. Maybe we'll have to take the long cut. Maybe we'll do smaller films. But that's also okay. I don't want to do aisa like uh, 100 years, 100 days successful, 100 days film. Aisa kuch nahi. I just want to do good films. As a writer, as an actor, as a director, whatever it is. It should be good. It should make an impact. Now when I go, like the other day when I was going to Bangkok, uh, the immigration guy was like, hey, you're BBC from Achar and Kha. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the impact I want to have. So can you um, say a couple of lines from your role in Achar and Co.? I mean, uh, so this this is very fashion uh, uh, line, okay? I, I, I know it will be of interest to you because you're also a stylist. So, uh, so they are in this wedding and uh, they see one of the girls wearing a sleeveless blouse. And uh, I'll tell you a little backstory, okay? Like, what do we tell for a sleeveless blouse? You know, sleeveless is a very English word. We were not very sure if it was used in the 60s, 70s as sleeveless, you know. So I remember my nani telling this, okay, and it is called tolharak, which means torn sleeves. Mm. So the thing is that, so she's watching watching this girl pass by wearing sleeves and like, no, dear, can hang tolharak blouse hakonda. Like, dekho how she's wearing the sleeveless blouse that, and then, you know, because I love wearing sarees with sleeveless blouse, okay. It just gives me that little... Like it's a modern uh, feel to an old garment kind of a thing. Uh, so when I wear sleeveless, everybody's like, why you are wearing tolharak blouse? So I, 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 I never thought that it'll become a catchphrase. So that, but it has. Yes, it has. It has. Yes. So before, before you got onto a formal stage and you started working and performing as a professional mm. comic, right? Mm. Um, how did you figure out if this was for you or not? Did you, did you rehearse with like, smaller sets of friends what do you do to to figure this out so there is something called open mics that happen in every city in bangalore also it happens where you write five minutes six minutes you go and test uh, there nobody knows who's going to come all great comics also without announcing it go to these rooms and perform so you might bump into some very famous comic also when you're performing because everybody wants to test. No, none of the comics will put up a show without testing. And there's a live audience. There is a live audience that might not have come to watch you, but might be surprised to see you. Mm. That, that possibility is there if you're slightly famous. But you go there, you try. There can be two people in the audience. There can be three. There can be five. Or there can be only comics who are trying material. Okay. Okay. So you go, you try. Uh, then you ask for feedback. You ask them, like, you know, what worked for you? You ask the comics, yeah. what worked for you? What didn't work for you? What didn't land? Then there are some comics who will help you, like, you know, why don't you think like this? Or why don't you add this to it? So it's a very collaborative effort. At the same time, it is very single-handedly done. So uh, now what has happened is with Kannada scene, na, abhi, there are open mics that are happening. Uh, but uh, there is no way you 
ideally should go on stage without testing it. So you can call it a tester show and do a testing uh, tester show, but never walk on the stage with big audience without testing a joke. And without testing a joke. A joke. And audience, I mean, you it can't be tested in front of your parents and because they love you. Like, okay, very good, very good. <laughs> then, then it's not like objective. You need to test it in front of people who don't give a shit about you. And then if they find it funny, then you're like, it's working. So that's a, again, I'm doing some tester shows now for, with the next material, which I will not announce. Hmm. Just go. So that I don't have the pressure ki, oh, people are going to come and watch me. Now I better be funny. Because you have to give yourself that chance to falter also. No matter how big a comic you are, there will be some of your jokes that will not work. So open mics are sort of like the scratch work that, that comics do? Yes, yes, yes. But uh, there is also another way of putting a tester show with limited tickets. Say I'm going to do only 10 tickets for the show today and keep it at odd hours where you will not have too many people. Just <laughs> like somebody walking by will be like, chalo, nikal. So, you know, you have to understand because that is an audience that is very hard to please. They have not come to watch you. They didn't have anything else. So they have come. Yeah. So you better make it work. Then that's a very objective feedback that you get. Mm -hmm. You know, it's for any other profession. Na? As a designer, if you show your design to your mom, you're like, Are, very nice. I'm, I will wear it. When you show it to somebody else who doesn't know who you are, then they will give you the correct feedback. And that ultimately is your audience. Yeah. So testing is important. You know, I have this one irrational fear hmm. on behalf of stand-up comics is that what if this person goes on the stage and cracks a few jokes and nobody laughs? That's every comic's fear. You remember the, there was this friends reunion and Matthew Perry said that, you know, it used to kill me when my lines didn't work. Right. It's the same feeling. But you can't, no, I'll go now, you can't do that also. It will kill you. It will kill you. Mm. You will be like, shit, I, I, I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. Does this happen to everybody? Yes, of course. Of course it does. But what I've realized is that uh, addressing to the fact that it is making you uncomfortable is a very nice, vulnerable thing to do on stage. Mm. I you I sometimes uh, touch wood, touch wood. It has not happened recently. But it can, it will happen in future where people won't laugh. Even to a seasoned comic. Huh. But then, when you're a seasoned comic, they're also like, you know, there comes a certain, they come with a certain thing, na? That, ye hai to funny hai. You, you understand what I mean? That's, that's the whole thing. So, probably a seasoned comic might not experience it as frequently, but they would have had experienced a fair share of nobody laughing in the audience. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's very scary. It's very scary. Hmm. What do you do to come back? Consider it a bad day. Go back home. How do you end your show, I mean? How do you end your show? <laughs> it depends how you're feeling, man. How you're feeling that day. But of course, try to not be unprofessional. You go. That, that all I won't do. But uh, I show, I show it on my face that I'm upset. I can't hide it. And does that make it worse for you? No, I address. If I'm feeling shitty, I will address to it. 
altered. Maybe their bank balance will be lesser by 500 rupees, but that's not going to make a difference. But here, there is no scope sure. for error, na? I have scope for error. I can falter, and I give myself that chance to falter. Who is the woman who inspires you? Um, she could be from history. She could be contemporary. She could be from the ancient world. But mm. she has to be a real woman, not a not a not, not a like Yash Chopra's Maya from Dil to Pagal. No, not that. Not that. Like a no. real person. Um, real person i see of course you know uh, my great grandmother is one of the most amazing women i have met uh, her name was indira bai and uh, obviously born before the independence she passed away when i was in 10th standard so i have seen a fair share of her uh, such a strong woman okay like amazing she was and uh, there is this tradition in in certain households where once your husband passes away you tonsure mm-hmm. um and you try to make yourself look ugly uh you know you don't put yourself as an attractive woman because your husband is not there anymore um i have seen her only like that you know mm-hmm. but her core was like so strong uh you know so i always felt that she was a woman ahead of her time and when i was young i read this story about anandi gopal okay and um, uh of course you know like she was the first female doctor of uh, india but what was more uh, inspiring was it was uh, hers was a child marriage right she was married to a man who was much older than her which was the norm in which the was the norm 19th and you know her husband had a dream for her that right. she should become a doctor um and um, Uh, uh you know as a child you are so careless and free spirited and you don't want to study and she exhibits all those characteristics but he's like you know constantly you can't waste time you have to study you have to become this and all of that and uh, then she finds a pen pal uh with a woman who lives abroad and they keep exchanging uh, you know sending letters to each other and then their their friendship reaches reaches a point where they're like you know we should gift each other something that we have so that we know how we look because there were no photographs back then so this lady uh, i i i think she was in the us or i'm not too sure she sends a bit of her hair through post and she says i want to see your hair too why don't you send it to me and she says that in indian custom we don't women don't cut our hair mm-hmm. uh, so i think she ends up sending something she goes she becomes a doctor but she dies early uh, because Very of early, her 22 yeah, i think yes of a terminally ill disease but i'm i'm just saying that you know um back in the day when women were not even allowed to think 
there was a woman who did this you know for me it is just so inspiring because now to we have all the we are privileged you know the fact that i'm talking to you here is a testimony to the fact that i have had a privileged upbringing but think of those women who don't have and they are actually inspiring because they beat the odds i have not done anything i for me everything was given in a platter and i don't even think i am like changing the society in any way but these are the women who have become history and who are so inspiring and absolutely so, yeah. yeah so i feel that you know when you are doing something against the odds that's when you become inspiring so so she was incredible incre- like how how Very fearless i mean to go and to live in the united states and yeah. this is like in the 1880s yes um before that she had lost her child child yes yes that too that too and we have to emphasize on what a man can do to a woman you know of course you know we talk about women supporting women but a man's support back then now is humongous you know you have to f- have a man who has a bigger vision for you i think that is such a blessing uh who make sure that you don't stop who's like you know bas itna hi you can do more amazing yeah you know? um i think not only he didn't really let go but i think uh, gopal rao he made it all happen right yes. um, you know sometimes their vision for you is something that not you have imagined for yourself but and the fact that she also like you know agreed to do she had the same dream i don't know if she after such me doctor banna chahti don't know but don't. he had that dream yeah. for her yeah. and she created history right so it's amazing it's amazing and we need such men at all in all uh, times so as you know on this on this podcast we dress up our guest as the woman that they mention you know that that we speak about and that they admire so that's going to be the next thing uh, sonu i hope you're ready i'm ready but now i'm thinking i should have said sushmita sen <laughs> from mahuna <laughs> now i'm thinking little glamorous photo shoot i would have had No, this India is having a photo shoot, but in a different kind in, of way. In a this different kind of way. No, no, but I'm very, no, but I'm very, very excited for this. Let's do this. Sonu said that her iconic woman is Anandi Bai Joshi. I was uh, particularly excited because, as part of Iconic Women Project, Anandi Bai Joshi is someone I have depicted before, and I feel very close to her story. And uh, you know, it's it's an amazing story of achievement. So the way I went about the styling is to recreate. this very simple elegance that she would portray and carry i hope it's kind of got that timelessness that the that the original picture has but yeah. but thank you so much for My coming pleasure. on this podcast thank you thank you for having me and uh, i hope that you have many many uh, episodes with more iconic women and with that we close this episode i hope you enjoyed this session with stories straight from the heart Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch super inspiring narratives of more iconic women. Every new episode drops on Friday at 6 p.m.